I'm uh, David Scott. I'm the children's minister filling in for Pastor Kev. Um, I appreciate you guys uh, coming and trusting me uh, with the message this morning. Also, I wanted to thank the congregation for all of the, the nice words and the cards and the generous gifts uh, that we uh, received during Pastor Appreciation Month. Uh, it was really heartfelt. Um, it's always an honor to accept the challenge to fill in for Rev Kev. Um, today, we're going to take a break from his sermon series of uh, Christ in the Old Testament. I thought it'd be fitting during this season uh, to look at the power of gratitude, a heart of thanksgiving. Um, you know, Michelle mentioned, yeah, we live in a broken world. We're waiting to be with him, for him to come again. The power of gratitude and having a heart of thanksgiving, it's a virtue that is not a fleeting feeling, but it's a profound attitude, a discipline that not only shapes our relationships with each other and with God, but is biblical healing wisdom. As we explore the profound impact of gratitude, we'll see that the virtue is supported not only by scripture, but um, modern empirical evidence and scientific findings. But now, for a little pop culture. I'm going to the next slide. There you go. So, who I am versus who I want to be. Yeah, I'm going to be right up front. I can be a little snarky. <laughs> I giggle at these. I even poke my friends who might have a difference of opinion. But they know me, so they giggle back. But still, I'd like to be not so dry or sarcastic. It can be off-putting, especially if you might not know me very well. But my point is twofold. My attitude is my decision. And yes, this is the season for thankfulness. So Santa can just wait a couple minutes. <laughs> So, I do have a decision to make. So, if you look at the next slide, you may recognize a couple of these people. We all know them. They're KC natives. I've only seen a couple episodes of Ted Lasso, but it's taken the country by storm. Jason's character has been the subject of TV pieces, professional developments, and even sermons. His Believe sign is very popular as well. My fourth grade coach, Carly Gavin, uh, used this uh, LinkedIn blog post, I appreciate you a lesson on gratitude from Ted Lasso by Jeannie Hodds to illustrate the power of appreciation. She wrote, every time someone does or says something helpful, Ted says, I appreciate you instead of I appreciate it. I've only met a couple people in real life who say this, and it always throws me at first. It's an intentional misuse of an overused phrase that ultimately packs a bigger punch because it emphasizes that we should appreciate people in our lives more than the things they do for us. It's the people behind the acts that bring them to life. It's important to see uh, that we show appreciation to for who people are, not just what they contribute, but who a person is. 
What makes you unique? Have your values or personality contributed to your success? How do you gain the trust and buy-in of people around you? What piece of the puzzle do you provide in creating motivating places to contribute? Those are all intangibles that can't be taught, but I believe they can be learned, yet are essential for the fulfillment both personally and professionally. They are what makes you not only appreciated, but invaluable. And then you know the other guy. He's world famous. His every move is documented, uh, documented on the media. But if you listen to Patrick being interviewed, he begins or ends his time with the person by saying, I appreciate you. He'll say, I'm grateful for the opportunity. Or he'll say, we're looking forward to the challenge. It's almost habitual. In Matthew 15, 18, Jesus says, but the things that come out of a person's mouth come from the heart. So we're going to look at the power of gratitude today, a heart of thanksgiving, through these six lenses. Thanksgiving and gratitude, appreciation in all seasons. It's a spiritual discipline. It improves relationships. It strengthens faith. It's wisdom for all aspects of life. And it's a challenge. So thankfulness in all seasons. As we journey through life and encounter various seasons, some are filled with joy and abundance and others filled with trials and challenges. Yet in all seasons, the call to remain thankful remains constant. In Psalms 104, it says, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. I couldn't help feel thankful and gratitude when we were singing our praise songs because we're giving that praise to the Lord. In 1 Thessalonians 5:18 it says, "Give thanks in all circumstances for this is God's will for you in Jesus Christ." It's easy to be thankful when things go well. But in all seasons? Well, as I was looking um, for some illustrations, I ran across a blog called It's Time to Cook, but you know, the spice time, by Kathy's Cooking. And she shares about being thankful can last longer than the Thanksgiving leftovers. She's kind of a cook online. She relates their five-year journey through many seasons of fighting her husband Mike's ALS. She writes that there are blessings of the kind and compassionate friends and family that have stepped up and helped them. She's thankful for the daily habit of being in God's word. As seasons change, God uses different parts of the scripture to speak in new meanings. 
and the ultimate appreciation of a prayer life that reinforces knowing that Jesus loves them no matter what. A grateful heart is also good for your health. Grateful individuals tend to experience lower levels of stress and depression. Studies in positive psychology have shown that practicing gratitude leads to numerous benefits of our mental, emotional, and physical well-being. Grateful individuals tend to experience lower levels of stress and depression. Research indicated that regular gratitude practices result in 28% reduction in perceived stress levels and 16% decrease in depression symptoms. In terms of physical health, the impact of gratitude is profound. For those regularly practicing thankfulness tend to have stronger immune systems and experience fewer aches and pains. Research suggests that grateful individuals have a 10% decrease in blood pressure and are more likely to engage in healthier habits such as regular exercise. I need to do that. <laughs> or attending medical checkups. In Proverbs 17:22, it says, A cheerful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. But gratitude's a spiritual discipline. Yeah, I believe we can learn it. It's more than saying thanks, but it's an attitude of gratitude. Cicero says gratitude is not only the, one of the greatest virtues, but it's the parent to all other virtues. A leading scientific expert on gratitude, Dr. Robert E. Enmus, defines gratitude as having two parts. Affirming goodness in one's life and recognizing that the sources of this goodness lie at least partially outside of oneself. Gratitude isn't just an emotion. It's a spiritual discipline that aligns us with God's heart. I read The uh, Art of Manliness. They're doing a series on all of the spiritual disciplines. And in the one uh, blog post they have about um, gratitude, Brett and Kate McKay write, Becoming more grateful does not involve a denial of the reality of life's hard edges or sharp sorrows. Rather, while gratitude recognizes the dark corners of existence, which readily attract our attention, it also notices all the beauty and joy and goodness and truth. It is typically overlooked. In this, gratitude, in fact, opens one's eyes to more expansive view of reality. It's like putting on a long-needed pair of glasses. Oh, wow. There's what I've been missing. Through the lens of gratitude, you become better at recognizing the good, to see many gifts and benefits and mercies that are present in your life that might otherwise remain hidden. We look outward 
not inward, and are more observant of others. And a more humble nature leads to more service for others. Gratitude isn't just an emotion. It's a spiritual discipline that aligns us with God's heart. When we express gratitude, we acknowledge God's sovereignty over our lives. We recognize, as in James 1.17 says, that every good and perfect gift comes from him. Practicing gratitude is good for our relationships. Practicing gratitude not only impacts our relationships with God, but it also impacts our interactions with one another. A heart filled with thankfulness fosters compassion, empathy, and love for our neighbors. When we recognize and appreciate the goodness in others, and we reflect the image of Christ more fully. Moreover, gratitude has a remarkable influence on our relationships. Couples who express appreciation for each other tend to have stronger and more fulfilling relationships. Studies have shown that expressing gratitude leads to increased relationship satisfaction and closeness. It's the small acts of gratitude that strengthen the bond between individuals and create a more positive social environment. And gratitude deepens our faith, our relationship with God. I'm going to read the passage in Luke 17. That is the story of the ten healed lepers, starting with verse 11. As Jesus continued on toward Jerusalem, he reached the border between Galilee and Samaria. As he entered the village there, ten lepers stood at a distance, crying out, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. He looked at them and said, Go show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed of their leprosy. One of them, when he saw that he was healed, came back to Jesus, shouting, Praise God! He fell to the ground at Jesus' feet, thanking him for what he had done. This man was a Samarian. Jesus asked, Didn't I heal ten men? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give glory to God except for this foreigner? And Jesus said to the man, Stand up and go. Your faith has healed you. That may be a, a commentary on us as humanity as well. Nine out of ten didn't express gratitude. I'm sure they were certainly happy and thrilled to be healed. Maybe they ran home so they could show their family that they had been shunned from or their friends. Maybe later they thanked someone in their head. Do we get too busy? We get hung up on our problems? 
too busy and too worried to be grateful. In one of the scripture passages, it says, you have been made whole. This teaches us that, the grati that gratitude not only pleases God, but deepens our faith. Your faith has made you well. It draws us in a more right relationship with him and brings about healing in our lives. Jesus demonstrated the significance of gratitude in that story. And not only was he healed physically, but he was made whole spiritually. This parallels the scientific findings and research that gratitude not only impacts our mental and emotional well-being, but it contributes to our overall mental, physical, and spiritual health. Gratitude in everything, everywhere, all the time. Sorry, I had to throw in another pop culture reference if you've seen that movie. <laughs> um, gratitude is a posture that should permeate every aspect of our lives. It isn't about being thankful for the blessings we receive, but being grateful even in the midst of challenges. The Apostle Paul in Philippians 4.6 encourages us to present our request to God with thanksgiving through prayer. This reminds us that even in our petitions and supplications, the attitude of gratitude should prevail. I don't know about you, but when I pray, sometimes it's because I want Jesus to heal somebody or help somebody or help me. It's not because things are going right. It's because somebody's hurting or sad or lonely or ill or broke. How can we have an attitude of gratitude in those situations? The scriptures affirm the transformative power of gratitude, urging us to be thankful in all circumstances. Combining this spiritual wisdom with scientific evidence, realize that gratitude isn't just a spiritual principle, but it's a prescription for a healthier, more fulfilling life. Gratitude is biblical wisdom. The psalmist declared in 107.1, Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. When we reflect on our lives, we realize the immense blessings bestowed on us. You know, as I've gotten older, I realize the people that were put in my lives, in my life and in Rhonda's life, they were blessings. They brought us to a place that God wanted us to be. They gave us jobs that God wanted us to have. Our families, our health, our provision, and the gift of salvation through Jesus Christ are reasons enough 
to overflow with gratitude. But we should be like the psalmist. Let us embrace gratitude as a powerful tool of resilience. You don't learn resilience without going through something tough. Biblical wisdom and research both conclude that a thankful heart leads to a more fulfilling and purposeful life. And a season of gratitude challenge. As I um, have had some changes in my work circumstances, I first met them with kind of a negative attitude. I didn't like the changes. I wasn't asked about them. We've all had instances where things at work happen without anybody consulting us. <laughs> so I had to change my attitude. I had to find ways to be grateful for my new opportunity to be thankful for the position I had and the ability that I have been given. Are we grateful for the opportunity? Are we glad for the challenge? Are we happy for the change? I needed to shift from being upset and finding fault to having an attitude of gratitude. So the challenge is making gratitude a way of life. Wake up every morning with a heart brimming with thanksgiving. Thanking God not only for what we have, but who he is. Let our words and actions and prayers overflow with gratitude. And the evidence reflects the biblical wisdom. Gratitude transforms lives. Yes, God's coming again. We're going to meet him in heaven, but we don't have to wait. We can have lives that are more fulfilling and gracious and kind right now. Let's embrace that practice not only in our personal lives but also in our communities. Be intentional about expressing gratitude, not just for the benefits it brings us, but for the positive impact it has on our relationships, our faith, our neighborhoods, our society as a whole. So I'll leave you with this. Enter this season of thanksgiving and gratitude. Make sure you place your gratitude in the right place. When someone helps you out, take a moment. Look at them in the eye and say, I appreciate you. But don't forget to always look inward and recognize what you appreciate about yourself.
power of gratitude. Before we depart from the sanctuary today, may we carry that spirit of gratitude into our homes, workplaces, and communities. Let us be known of a people whose lives exude thankfulness in all circumstances, glorifying the name of our Lord. I've inserted a little card in your bulletins. If you didn't get one, we might have some extras in the back. You can pull one of those cards out. I'm going to ask Nate and Brian to come up for the hymn of imitation. They'll play a little meditation music before we invite you to come down front. If you want to make a decision for Christ, if you want to join our church, if you want to connect with the source of what our blessings come from and flow from, then you can meet me down front. But I challenge you to pull out that card in your bulletin and write a note to someone you appreciate. Try and find a way to give it to them this week. to write your thanks on your card if you still have your card and if you haven't done so yet. We'll give just about one minute to do that, okay? somebody told me that teaching is more than speaking and learning is more than hearing but creating change in someone by your voice and actions is what matters and aren't we grateful that a 
elementary school teacher can teach us. Thank you. Will you pray with me? Depart now in fellowship of God the Father, and as you go, remember, out of the goodness of God, you've been created. By the grace of God, you've been kept all the day long, even to this very hour. And by the love of God, you are being redeemed. Amen. <laughs>